Hi, this is Dr. William Renner here with Dr. Alan Safdie. Thank you for joining us on the best series of podcasts in America on wellness and longevity, in our opinion. Dr. Safdie has lectured nationally and internationally on health and wellness. He's the past president and chairman of the Ohio Gastroenterology and Liver Institute and of the Deaconess Hospital GI Department. He was elected the president of the Ohio Gastroenterology Society and has been involved in more than 35 years of evidence-based research. Go to TellurideLongevityInstitute.org for more information on these lectures and to see the schedule of upcoming wellness lectures for medical professionals and the general public. We have multiple podcasts and articles on the website. There are several populations around the world where many people live to be greater than 100. Tell us about these populations. Well, thank you, Bill. Um, when we look at some of these populations, and let's just take a look at three of them, the people that live in Loma, Loma Linda, California, the Seventh-day Adventists, the Okinawans, and the Sardinians. So when we look and try to, what are some of the common characteristics of these populations? We find that overlapping, some of the common overlapping characteristics of these is they all have relatively small, strong family ties, good social ties. They don't smoke. They have predominantly plant-based diets, uh, whether it be 100% and such as in the Seventh-day Adventists, but it's predominantly plant-based diet that they have. Um, they have constant moderate physical activity, not necessarily going to a gym. Uh, they will take walks, they'll walk to a grocery store, or they walk for social things, um, but they're really constantly moving. They don't really think about driving that much. They have lots of social engagement and they have a lot of lagoons. And some of the other common characteristics we don't see in all the populations, especially in the Okinawans and Sardinians, is, you know, they have empowered women. Um, all of them are exposed to some significant sunshine. Um, some of them have significant amount of whole grains that they consume. Um, some have a high polyphenol intake in wine and some have no alcohol intake. Uh, but the common characteristics are a few of the things I mentioned already. Dr. Safdie. What are some of the key findings you've learned from our studies that can help us live longer? Well, as I mentioned before, Bill, um, first, I'd have to put on the list, don't smoke. Uh, eat a healthy diet. And that's something that's, you know, I, it sounds like everybody thinks they do. But if we look at data from back in 2013, an estimated 5.6 million premature deaths occurred worldwide. Uh, and could be attributed to people eating fewer than 800 grams of produce. So eight to 10 servings per day of produce. So whether it be fruits and vegetables that they're not consuming. Um, other things, exercise, but don't think of a gym. Think of socially, let's take a walk with my significant other, with my kids. You know, let's walk to the store, let's walk to dinner. But regular exercise, having a very active lifestyle, not just a sedentary lifestyle. Keeping a healthy body weight. Um, you know, it's something that we always say, but we really want to keep a healthy body weight. And then alcohol, if one's going to drink in moderation. Um, one has to remember the spirits uh, that we consume. When we define it in a medical study, table wine is only five ounces. In a restaurant, you may get a lot more than five ounces. Uh, beer for one drink would be 12 ounces. Uh, 80 proof distilled spirits would be 1.5 ounces. So a lot of people are consuming more alcohol than they really need to. And we can discuss alcohol side effects in a minute. 
Other things that I think are really important is, you know, adopt the right tribe. And what we mean by that is your social circles are people that will support your healthy behaviors. You know, if you hang out with people that like to walk, that like to exercise, to like to bike, that like to eat healthy, you're going to end up being healthier yourself. Um, also, that strong family ties that we're going to have are really important, uh, social engagement, volunteering if you're no longer working. Um, and always think about eating slowly. And one of the things we found, there's a substance called GLP-1, and it takes a while to be released. So when you eat Thanksgiving dinner, um, you don't feel full for about an hour. And afterwards, you go, why did I eat so much? So eat slowly. Get up before you feel 100% full. Um, you will probably feel full a little bit later, but it takes a one a while for GLP-1 to be expressed uh, and make you feel full. You, you mentioned diet. Dr. Safdie, are there any other key points you can give us? Yeah. First of all, you know, I, I mentioned alcohol before. Um, I want people to realize, and that is part of some people's diet, a substantial part of some people's diets, but I want you to realize that alcohols can be linked to a variety of cancers. Um, there's a link to cancers of the large bowel, something I'm passionate about, colon and rectum in both men and women, breast cancer in women, uh, cancers of the mouth, pharynx, larynx, esophagus, as well as the liver. So think of that as something that if you're going to do, you do in minimal moderation. Other things in the diet, we want to really avoid a lot of simple sugars. All these populations avoid simple sugars. And simple sugars, we'll do a podcast on this, can be hidden in a variety of ways. I made a slide for prior previous lectures where I had about 25 different names for sugars um, that people use in manufacturing. And a lot of people would not think of tapioca syrup or something like that as a simple sugar. They avoid a lot of refined, pro highly processed foods. Um, they definitely avoid fried foods. Um, the fried foods can increase death risk. There was a study that was just recently published um, looking that eating fried foods on a frequent basis can lead to unwanted health consequences, mainly cardiovascular disease and heightened risk of type 2 diabetes. So they do increase the risk of those. So we would avoid fried foods. Having predominantly omega-3s over the omega-6s, so we would not have fried foods and corn and vegetable oils and saturated fats. And all these populations, interestingly, avoid the artificial sweeteners for the most part that we emphasize in the United States. But they do emphasize fava beans, black beans, soybeans, lentils. Um, you know, they eat four-legged animals on a rare basis, meaning pork and cows and things like that. They may have some chicken. Um, in the Seventh-day Adventists, they don't have any. So we really have certain keys that we can look at, and we'll delve into these in much more detail on a diet podcast where we just specifically talk about diet. Alan, other than just weight control, what are some of the other reasons that you would exercise? Well, Bill, I, you know, I can come up with about 12 of them uh, at least. Um, you know, sleep, which we understand is a significant risk factor. People that sleep too much or too little are at higher risk uh, for problems. There's a decrease in gallstones. Um, there's a decrease in obesity. There's a decrease in colon cancer in people that exercise regularly. 
Um, exercise reduces the exposure to something called insulin-like growth factor that promotes cancer. Uh, so less of that is available in the bloodstream. And so it is beneficial. Diverticular disease, little pockets or pouches that come off the bowel wall as we get older. And there's a reduction of diverticular disease, these little pouches that can get infected or inflamed or bleed. Actually, regular exercise rather than causing arthritis uh, can reduce joint swelling and pain in people with arthritis. There's studies about anxiety and depression uh, that brisk walking or um, more significant exercise reduces anxiety and depression. It also lowers blood pressure. So, you know, there's a decrease in diabetes and people to exercise. One of the things we lose is, is you get older and I get older is we lose our balance. Uh, balance training is really important. We'll go into that one. What do you want to do? What kind of exercise do you want to do when you get older? And one of the ones you want to do is balance exercises so you can reduce falls and fractures. And exercise actually has been shown to reduce falls and fractures. Uh, also can help with enlarged prostate and definitely bone thinning, which we call osteopenia or osteoporosis, where it's quite thin. Exercise, especially strength training and weight-bearing exercise, can decrease osteoporosis. We hear a lot about processed foods. Alan, are there any dangers to processed foods? Yeah, I mean, very quickly, since we don't have much time left, um, consuming high processed foods can even contribute to an increased risk of cancer, not just obesity. So when we look at previous studies done in the United States, Europe, Canada, um, ultra processed foods can contribute up to about half of people's total calories. And a recent study, which was fascinating, that a 10% increase in the proportion of these highly processed foods, donuts and a lot of cakes, cookies, candies, uh, white breads, um, and a 12% increase in the risk of any type of cancer. Looking at breast cancer alone, there was 11% higher risk of breast cancer. Then switching to whole grains, if you switch your foods to more of a Mediterranean type diet and you switch to whole grains, um, it actually can help lower blood pressure and decrease abdominal fat and decrease symptoms of metabolic syndrome, decrease type 2 diabetes, avoid heart disease. So diet really is the mainstay of health. We need an Affordable Wellness Act, not an Affordable Care Act or along with the Affordable Care Act. So I think really avoiding a lot of these highly ultra-processed foods is really important. And before we end, there is one last thing, which we'll get into because we want to do one on physical. Dr. Renner and I have been discussing, you know, what things do you really want on your physical examination? But one of the keys to longevity is Make sure you get your skin examined. Take pictures of your skin. Make sure you have hepatitis C for the older population. Um, mammography, which we'll discuss in more detail. Colon screening is important. And, you know, it's a debatable subject, but I still firmly believe in prostate cancer screening uh, since a significant amount of men still die of prostate cancer in the United States. But the keys that we gave you at the beginning of this are very easy for people to do to increase years to their lifespan. Thank you, Dr. Safdie. That's a really important topic. Uh, don't forget our website, TellurideLongevityInstitute.org, for more information at the website. We also have a schedule of our upcoming wellness lectures for medical professionals and the general public. We welcome any suggestions or comments on our uh, podcasts.